Hello and welcome to the National Institute for Gamer Review Culture Terror episode number nine. I am DK. I'm Lewis, and we're dealing with a better class of Jew here. <laughs> yes, and not just a better class of Jew, but a better class of audio. I hope our audience um, can hear and appreciate some of the differences. We're still working out some of the kinks, but it seems uh, like, and I think from from here on out, we shouldn't have to deal with quite the level of uh, Nick Mason tier background noise which is you know always it's a uh, uh, no knock at all but but um r.i.p to the six days in fallujah episode <laughs> which is the best episode in my opinion but sounds like trash. i'm looking forward to playing six days in fallujah personally I, I it should be out pretty soon i think uh, it's december or is it holiday something like that yeah holiday season but um holiday just to call it christmas yeah. anyway on, on that topic of holiday versus christmas and and um hollywood people in the media um yeah today today uh we wanted to do a, a little um discussion of robert zimmerman uh also known as bob dylan uh do you want his list of names yeah absolutely so he went through many aliases from his career uh some are more uh you know he, he was uh he kind of was larping as a white guy initially uh his first I, he was elston gunn <laughs> blind boy grunt bob landy robert milkwood thomas <laughs> Ted Ham Porterhouse. Uh, lucky, there's a there's a bunch of, uh, but his uh his, his Hebrew name is Zabti Zizel Ban Ivrahim, which he never went with. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. Now this is some deep lore that I'm not aware of. Now what is a Hebrew name? Because I understand like a baptism name, but what is that even? What is that? I, it's just it's just what it says. It's just what it's. I assume that's his name. Because his, by his, uh, what is it? His. Uh, well, I think when you go to like Hebrew school, they don't call you Bobby. <laughs> I imagine that you need some kind of. Oh God, Robert Zimmerman. Yeah. No. Um. Or maybe he went to Israel and they. Yeah. Stamp on the passport. Did he go to Israel? I'm, I didn't... I'm sure he's been to Israel. I yeah, check that's that. a good. 100 percent sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, and he was born in Duluth, Minnesota, which I know someone uh, from Duluth, uh, an older person. Who was always kind of like? At one time, I asked them. Um, it was like, you know, so how do you feel about you know Bob Dylan? And they're like, he never liked Duluth, and we never liked him. You know, it was sort really, of, yeah, 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 interesting. Because he definitely puts on a front of yes, exactly. That's why, Minnesota. yeah, exactly, yeah. But um, no, it's like he he left and he never looked back. And he and the whole that was the whole thing when you know Highway sixty one revisited, which is probably his best work i guess i mean the, i like we'll talk about this but yeah. i actually really like uh desire and blood on the tracks okay yeah blood on the tracks i think is another it, i it, have a great cool got, yeah narrative for that um but i would say if you know as as much as we're gonna probably rag on him to some extent i you know and and, and definitely even those uh high points are somewhat uneven um that uh yeah highway 61 revisited and, and blood on the tracks are my personal favorites and i think they overall pretty good albums um, leaving aside any kind of other, you know, degeneracy or, or uh, uh, subversiveness, 
And um, Highway 61, famously, of course, is, is Highway 61 outside of Duluth. And, and it's sort of, you know, one of the themes there is, is, you know, him going back to this place that he left in kind of bad terms and reevaluating his relationship to it. Um, I, I will say, though, on that note, and maybe this is, um, uh, I don't know how to, how to say, but, but like the, the, one of the things that irks me most about Bob Dylan and, and has always, and, and I think is just sort of like the pernicious influence of this kind of, uh, approach to to music and culture generally is this idea of like him as some kind of musical genius or lyrical genius and like we're also people are like pouring over his lyrics and trying to you know understand what they mean and about the deep qualities of his soul it's like you know you're gonna like this so please yeah my parents have a beard like deadheads and kind of deeply in this kind of scene if you will sure i grew up with a bob dylan discography (laughs) book a book so all the lyrics of all the songs in order by album (laughs) and i read a few times sure uh like it's poetry you know it's kind of like it's poetry it's very interesting i know i know people i know like people in um i i I, another person i knew who was a very very big bob dylan fan was also in the like the um the like the new york poetry scene like there is a still a very small kind of circle jerk of these kind of types of people who um who who you know like uh what, what's that that doesn't matter but you know you know what I'm greenwich, greenwich village yeah well i mean that was back in the day now it's it's a little bit outside i don't know exactly where it's still in manhattan but i don't think it's in greenwich village anymore that's where of course um bob dylan was back in the, yeah. in the day in the, in the east village um no it was it's like this uh the the, the well, kind well, of people well, who well, win the, the poetry that, awards uh is one that sam hyde went to on the bicycle maybe um <laughs> anyway like it, it, it's every so often you know every, they, they still give these they write these poetry books that nobody reads and and they give uh, these like poetry awards and i knew a guy who was like like essentially attached to that world as a kind of butt goy and um and he was super into bob dylan and, and, Virgo, and like it was to him it was it, it wasn't wallace Steve, it was like wallace stevens was from a previous generation it was one of these one of these uh i don't remember i'll look it up in a minute but um yeah, and 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 the point is that they very much like you know even in that kind of like formal academic ish um, poetry world would uh, would look at the lyrics of Bob Dylan as like kind of deep poetry and uh, you know I, I think there's a like from a kind of you know my perspective I could see there's an there's an aspect of Bob Dylan where he he encourages that and he wants that but at, the, but at the same time he kind of resents it and he's like oh, i'm just writing you know folk songs or something oh no he like what was it about uh blood and tracks he was asked like is this autobiographical and he says <laughs> no yeah right <laughs> yeah which is hilarious like, yeah there's nothing nothing of value about my life and experience in this which deeply encourages all the right know, exactly yeah. everyone to to engage and so okay but what was your um so my initial my, my initial yeah. narrative is that is Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan kind of starts off. I think I think it's probably the popular conception of him. He is this folk singer. Uh, I think I think our guys will probably wear his first folk album is just like a pure folk songs, uh, and then he like the next albums he kind of smuggles in like all his narrative, you know, all of his stuff, which is kind of you know kind of a very classic story of like subversion, where oh this guy can do folk music and we'll give him a, he gets a contract with Columbia, and then the second album is actually interesting. It's interesting, like, it's interesting how his first albums weren't as well beloved critically or uh in terms of sales you know they're the most like uh i guess you can call them subversive or basically more like civil rightsy and he obviously kind of smuggles all that stuff into it 
Yeah, well, that's like the famous, of course, especially what the times they are changing, which I always just grated on me. And it's, oh, I, I still like I like the good song. Really? I like it, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's, it's a good song. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I could never separate it from like, I, it's funny, even when I was like, I, I would never say I was a libtard. I was definitely kind of like on that uh, anarcho-syndicalist tier thing. And, and I always just found that that whole scene just cheesy and, and cringe. And before I even had the word cringe, it made me cringe. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though, with with uh, well, that's the, that's the infuriating part, too, is like, well, he so he released these albums in a very competitive era of music, like, right, too hyper competitive. But not, not you don't none of these really hit number one. These initial ones, um, they would hit go platinum, but like years down the line when right, like right. they had been achieved, like the critics had assessed them as like the best. And all speaking of critics, I was thinking of John Ashbery. Is I don't know if you've heard of him. He's one of these like degenerate poet types. And and um, anyway, that was like that's the kind of person that 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 uh, was was uh, promoting a lot of this stuff at, at even at the time. Anyway, sorry, go right, on. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So. Um, I also kind of want to talk about. So for Highway sixty one revisited, wasn't this? Was that the one where the band was just like backups? That was, I believe, Highway sixty one revisited. At least that was on the tour, and, and they looked, and they yeah. yeah they toured with the band a exactly. Lot. That's the famous the Judas um, exclamation in the in the tour in the uh, show in Manchester. You know the the this was like this iconic moment. I, I can't. Oh, where he comes out with the electric guitar thing. Yeah, yeah, that was like it was with the the band. The band. Really? You know, called I the didn't band. know it was with the band. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that. So he kind of gets in like the skin suit stuff where he's like. His Bob Dylan is like a Jew in a skin suit, right? Um, and I think and like a cowboy hat, a cowboy yeah. hat, and a skin suit. And yes. I think he's like very aware of it. I it's interesting. It's like he's he's doing the bit because he's 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 alienated from it because of like everybody knows he's kind of fa- he doesn't hide really being Jewish all that much, and everybody kind of gets it and knows he's not like a folk musician traditionally, right? But that gives him like oh I'm alienated, therefore I have like this artsy thing. Which I think, I think kind of why folk music isn't as influenced by Bob Dylan as like popular music is by Bob Dylan. Like the modern folk music is pretty detached from like the Dylan-y stuff. Well, that's my question too is like, well, one of the questions in the background here is like, what even is modern folk music? Right? Like, uh, does yeah. it even exist? Or well, it's like it... very hyper-traditionalist. Like if you listen to like yeah. something like, well, I guess like, I don't want to say it's not modern more, but like, uh, like Stan Rogers or something like that. It's like, I don't know who that, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very hyper-traditional. Like I think sure. it's, Folk music, I think, because I know like quote country music, but half of that is like, I mean, that's yeah. you know Negroes <clears throat> on, you know, yeah, and, so red solo cups and trucks. It, and yeah. yeah, it's just very strange. It's a very strange thing that's happened to quote country music, which is like the closest thing that I'm aware of to see. I don't know who you said, Stan Rogers. Yeah, he's Canadian, but it's okay. But yeah, so is the band, which I didn't know. Yeah. They're, they're like all Canucks too, which yeah. is funny. Um, um, and uh, what? Uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, what's his uh, John Fogerty? John Fogerty, like born on a bayou, actually was born in California. You know? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of skin suit stuff, but uh, I, I think the band is probably more, probably is like the purest folk music thing. Even it's not, I would say it's more of a rock band, but well, I think at a certain point, I mean, that's the kind of like you know the um, I always. I don't know. Part I don't know. Part of it. Is, I don't know how much of it is just my own personal constitution. How much of it is having my brain warped by modernity. I always liked electric instruments and drums and upbeat tempos more than um, like tradition. Like tr- at least, at least, I guess, like American style guitar, acoustic guitar type folk music. I think Europe, European folk music is like a different thing to me. That that's like almost a different kind of genre um 
but I always thought that, you know, I mean, like, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, like, I just, it just appeals to me more. Yeah, no, CCR is real good. It's like, that's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's definitely, you could say, like, okay, it's not, I mean, the, you gotta, it's an interesting question, like, what constitutes folk or, you know, what is a folk and, and yeah. how do folks make well, music? We right? to that, you were talking about like how Bob Dylan was kind of promoted to the, the, the HNC, HNC of folk music. <laughs> like, they, it was kind of, he was like, the media declared him the folk music guy. Right. And then you get the thing where, oh yeah, like he comes out, he can't use electric instruments, he's the folk music guy. But like he, folk music had already been, already, that that ship had sailed like decades in before. I mean, that's the thing. Too, like, yeah. Yeah, that, like it wasn't even. It's kind of very, it's like a manufactured thing. Like right. Bob Dylan's alienation from folk music is also manufactured to grant Legi- yeah. legitimacy, legitimacy to, to that kind yeah. of artistic. Well, that was the thing, was like the, the, the folk scene that he emerged of in the 60s was was very much like a reactionary thing it was it was it was yeah, the, the band in, is in the a reactionary sense. band right right yeah, yeah that's exactly it's a reaction to the reaction yeah. almost like because at that point is that you had like the early rock and roll was was basically just you know a slight update on on like that actual kind of the, the, the 1.5 speed blues exactly yeah. and and it wasn't even um I mean that was essentially there was a direct line. I mean at at that point like you could say I know I know like uh, Mike says like I hate Delta Blues and I don't hate I actually kind of like yeah, Delta Blues yeah no Delta Blues get fine but but uh, the thing about it is basically it was literally just you know shit that like people would play and noodle on and it would just happen to get recording because we just invented recording in the 1920s or whatever so it was literally just people doing the same thing that they had pretty much always done more or less in a direct line and then it just happened to get recorded then then recording technology took off in a way and you got more sophisticated ability you got you know eight tracks and stuff like this and all of a sudden you're dealing with 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 music that never organically existed except to be recorded which was basically new in human history and that's where i think the folk that 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 folk scene that 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 bob dylan uh robert zimmerman was was um as you say appointed to be hnc of was like no, we're going to deliberately react against that whole ethos by going, you know, producing music that didn't need any of those kinds of accoutrements. The problem is, a lot of that music, including Bob Dylan's own stuff, again, only ever existed to be recorded. I mean, even if he could play it live, like it wasn't like it, it wasn't some kind of organic continuity. It was, it was, it was itself a product of the same modern processes, just in a different way. Um, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, no, I, I, I'm saying, but, uh, so I, when I, well, I, when I say like, when I say, I see like CCR, well, CCR is like a weird spot because it's a very corporate thing, but like the band is much less so. I think, I think that's probably the best example of like legit the folk music reaction. I think it's, a, just to, to put it much more simply, I think it's, a, it's you keeping the electric instruments, but like we're just returning to the roots of like just the subject, right, well, that's the subject I mean, matter and exactly, not, yes. not being like poppy. Yeah. Uh, it was like the first, first of many reactions against like pop poppy sounds you know no like blue suede shoes type stuff you know it's very much like i you know also think the country did this had the same thing where country did like went to went, went into a turn of being very poppy in this mm-hmm. in the 50s like and then came back to like in almost in the same like people i mean hank williams did both like the rhinestone stuff and the right 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 uh, right and the uh you know shoot your lawyer stuff you know like <laughs> um and I think the band is like is kind of the same thing where it's it's a it's like anti Elvis kind of yes I think it's, that's probably the first like dilation we, we would draw a line to like what pop popular music was was it's like the, this is the post Elvis era he was still alive but it wasn't he wasn't 
influential. Which is also kind of funny because Elvis himself was was very much like, you know, he was a talented acoustic guitarist who then kind of went off in this pure Hollywood, you know, pure artifice yeah, type became, like, direction. Became like a movie actor. Yeah. Made like what like 30 movies 30 I've, seen like, I've, I've never i've never sat all the way through an elvis movie i don't think i ever no. will i i know i've seen clips from i don't yeah dozens at least yeah, you know, yeah. like i'm gonna go i think eddie murphy does a funny bit in raw about like you know elvis like i'm gonna cook the eggs or whatever <laughs> anyway um a lot of cry, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of like, cry chops you're watching, yeah, you're watching a lot of cry chops <laughs> um that's yeah. just how they fought in the 60s yeah exactly star trek same thing yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so then I guess at a certain point, right around then is, is, um, is like as, as a part of that, uh, yeah, we, we referred to it, but maybe I'm sure we have zoomers in the audience. Who are like, what the fuck are you talking about with Judas? So there was, uh, on the tour, I believe to support highway 61 revisited. Uh, it was, it was, which is, you know, sort of his, like, that was his, the recording of, um, that broke with this this ethos where he's like, oh, I'm going to use electric instruments. We're going to go in this kind of more uh, overtly rock as opposed to folk style direction. Um, that uh, that he w- was at a show in Manchester in the United Kingdom where uh, he started playing the you know they they, they brought out all the electric stuff and. Um, and someone in the crowd was immortalized, uh, having yelled "Judas!" And you can hear there's a bunch of, you know, uh, bootlegs of this particular. is a very famous bootleg show, and because a lot of people were recording it illegally in the audience, which was the culture at the time, where right. that, that wasn't yeah. disincentivized. They, no, not at all. Um, yeah. They they wanted that. That that's the authenticity stuff. Is that we want these tapes passed around of our live shows? Also, because I think live shows at the time were like tiny. Yeah, right. I mean, this is before not, stadium yeah. rock ever was even conceptualized. So, like, the biggest thing you get with a Beatles show, but it's how it's to be like locally at, you know, like, it wasn't like, like, like Madison Square Garden was the only stadium where you could, like, right. do a show. Right, right, right. right? right. It was like the, and so, recordings were encouraged to, you know, get the word out, sell, sell records. Um, this also, have you seen, I, w- I wanted to talk about it a little bit. It's not a great film, but it is kind of interesting for, uh, with the, I'm not there, this kind of like quasi biopic of, of Dylan. I don't think I haven't seen it. I have seen quasi biopic of Dylan, which is, uh, Dewey, the story of Dewey Cox. I don't know that you one. You haven't seen, oh, it's a, it's a, oh, well, we're getting a, it's not a Dylan biopic. It's like a satirical work on, you know, it's like, it's like Will Ferrell and, uh, Steve Brule. Oh yeah, right. I, 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 never, I never saw this, but yeah, it's yeah. sort of like a take on the kind of like a, this is Spinal Tap sort yeah, of thing. Sort yeah, sort of thing. But it's like a it's like a it's a, a yeah. biopic, and he does like a fake Dylan period. Yeah, it's like a this is Spinal Tap, or but it's it's basically doing a musician biopic knockoff, and it's interesting because it, it's very funny and the uh, it kind of starts in like the Elvis period, obviously, of this fictional rock star, and it's interesting that. I, like when you talk about the first delineation in country music or like popular music is after the Elvis stuff finishes, he does like a two minute Bob Dylan parody. And then it's like the next era of music, you know, uh, it could, Bob Dylan kind of is the kind of probably is, uh, he's not like this, this era is the line of not being Elvis anymore for sure. And you also mentioned, I wanted to back to reminds me of a very funny story to this first era of like Delta blues being recorded. Yeah. Um, you've ever heard of scrapper Blackwell? No. So he's probably one of the first 
uh, one of these guys, you know, gets his stuff recorded, uh, does very well, you know, ended up, you know, he was doing this music performing forever, made almost no money because there was no money in sure. playing this kind of music at the time or any kind of music really uh, outside of like very formal orchestras and, and things like that. Even then it's, you know, typically yeah. not unless your first violin at the Vienna Philharmonic or something. Yeah. Sorry, go on. And uh, there's, if you look at his biography or even like the YouTube stuff of his songs, <laughs> I enjoy, I, I like this kind of blues. People are like, oh, what a shame. The white man never let him like you know make him recording and so or never gave him much money to do the audience can't see but my eyes are rolling uh and his so his story is the night because like it is weird because you look at his discography it's all like privately recorded weird stuff that just ends up on youtube or gets sold somehow probably to benefit the state maybe we don't you know it's hard to tell and so his story is i think i think it was columbia just like bob dylan it was like 1954 or whatever he recorded a session for them they liked it because they could tell it was good. He was good. He was a talented musician. Uh, he was offered a contract, signed it. On the way home from the, uh, I, I, either he went to celebrate on the way home or he went straight home. He was stabbed in an alleyway, and, and that was that. You know, he's nothing. You know, just died. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and it, but like, but it's like it's not. It's not Columbia's fault. But, right. Yeah. yeah, right. It's that he was recording it in like Delta, Mississippi Delta, yeah. circa, you know. 19 whatever. Yeah. 20 something. And that was in the, uh, you know, if you do want to blame the white man, you can say it because we didn't police those areas. We, we, sure. We, there we, there we, was white, no. White supremacy wasn't good enough at being supreme. Yeah. Well, white supremacy refused to yeah. put the boot on the neck yeah. in these little towns and parts and of town. that's the result. Yeah. Yeah. It is that you get like, well, this guy maybe looks... it was maybe it was mutual combat maybe oh yeah, yeah. no I, it probably was, it was probably a duel yeah yeah oh goodness um but uh so we're talking about bob dylan in, in this era oh I, I wanted to say yeah on the on the on the judas note just one last so this film i'm not there which is like i don't know if some of you for some reason are like still really into bob dylan and somehow haven't seen this film maybe check it out i guess but it it tells it's sort of it's an interesting i'll say it's formally interesting even if it's not ultimately that great it's it's like it's about the myth of Bob Dylan as as it so the the name Bob Dylan never appears like none of the characters are named Bob Dylan and he himself or aspects of his life are played by different characters including like a little black boy which is just a little too on the nose um who I think he calls himself Woody Guthrie and it's just kind of silly but there's a there's a, the scene in 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 Manchester to give a kind of flavor of like it's it's sort of you know the the um it's about the cultural impact and so on was uh in the um when they when they do the when they do the electric guitar bit and somebody yells out judas they remove from their instrument cases like automatic machine guns and just like start murdering people in the audience it's sort of like the the vibe you know sort of how this was received by by people in that That's kind funny. of movement yeah i that was sort of a highlight of the of the film um but anyway, yeah. So, so that, but that, and that really brought, I guess, that that first phase of uh, what was those were silly names. What were the like? What was the Starbuck, uh, yeah, Toolington or uh, something like? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bring it up again, but yeah, like the <laughs> touring under fake names, but not your, but at, not really a fake name, and right, like, right. Um, and then I guess he went through this kind of electric quasi rock phase, and then there was Blood on the Tracks, uh, which is well, kind so of, there's kind of a yeah. gap, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to kind of to go into my uh, kind of narrative uh, before, so there's this 
weird period with uh oh yeah you mentioned in prep i didn't realize this he he actually did a christian thing twice yeah he was born again twice i, I knew about the famous so this was post, in the post, 80s. Sorry, this was post yeah. on the tracks so he took he took okay a, he took a break uh to do country music this was his first and no one liked it and no one cared that much <laughs> and this was his return to form but blood the tracks as my favorite i think dylan album i have a narrative on it which is uh uh so this one, he, I don't know if he toured, so he toured the band to promote this one as well, which is weird because this, this is an acoustic album. Um, and uh, so Dylan kind of was like sort of return to form. It's very, it's I think it's probably I think it's his best work. It's very folk music-y. It's probably the most genuine I think he's ever really been. He's probably like he's got divorce issues and stuff and it's kind of like a universally beloved. It's like the ninth rated all time album, whatever. Uh, one thing that's not as well known, but is not unknown, is that you were talking about that, that New York scene. Uh, he credits this. You know who credits this album to? You ever heard? You've ever heard this? A man named the, the hero of the war. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. A man named Norman Rabin. Like Rabin, like yeah, like Rabbi. Yeah, like yeah. Rabin. No, I don't know who that is, uh, but like instantly, sure. Okay. Uh, he was born in Eastern Ukraine. The youngest of six children of Yiddish descent. Oh boy, son of uh, Shalom Almakim, who did not write Fiddler on the Fiddler on the Roof, but wrote a character that inspired it. Um, so, very much in like the old Yiddish art scene. All right, he's a he's a very he's a he's a famous painter uh, in his own right. He's most known for being like Bob Dylan's muse for this album. And when I talk about we're dealing with a better class of Jew here, this is what I mean. This guy is. Obviously, born in like Ukraine, a little more harder stuff, and he is a kind of a bit of a you know, uh, he's a interesting. He he paints he paints about uh, intuition, feeling. Uh, a contemporary was very uh, conceptualist at the time, so he obviously you know you can see like the destroying any kind of objective standards of beauty. But when I talk about what we're dealing with a better class of of subversive here. He required all of his students and himself to first learn like photo real drawing before you jump into doing weird generate dumb stuff. You have to have the baseline of talent. Sure, I mean that's one hundred percent standard. Yeah. yeah, and and he uh, he basically so Bob Dylan has an art career also, like, <laughs> but no one really cares too much. Sure, as a result of him going to this guy for tutelage. Yeah, who is this very extreme like teacher in the photo real style before you can get into all your weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's where you get like this kind of uh, it's all like, it, you know his intuition you can really feel it and you can it's it's a great album there's a lot of stuff tangled up, tangled up in blue is great uh, oh yeah right it's kind of like like prosperity yeah right it's like the like a quasi prosperity gospel type thing right no no it's more of a uh, uh, it's just like a it's like a love song with a girl and they're constantly breaking up no 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 all. that's the song I, I thought you meant about Rabin. No, mind, there's there's mind. a lot of rabines. Okay, never this mind. guy this guy this else. guy didn't have much of a career outside of in this art scene, mm -hmm. even though he's famous in this art scene. And Bob Dylan, okay, I'm after, after thinking four years after the album, uh, yeah. he had a heart attack four years after the album. Okay, and, and yeah. uh, he didn't he didn't have the uh, the I mean he had a lot of influence and he was very subversive, but he he didn't really do much outside like that you would know about. He's not a household name for sure. Um, this okay. is where we get to the turn with Bob Dylan. So Bob Dylan got after this after yes. in Blue. Bob Dylan has a couple more good folk music albums. Uh, I guess I think Desire. I think Desire is very good. It's a mixture of his folky albums and his protesty stuff, mm -hmm. which they all kind of were. But sure. uh, it it was 
it's good. You know, it's a lot of harmonica. I like the harmonica. Uh, who's your rock guys? Like, because so that shows the level of actual talent. Like, I was gonna say, this was my next question. Is sort of, or one of my questions is like, because he, he doesn't really play. I've seen him live, and he, I mean, nowadays he just basically doesn't even. Oh, I don't want to skip. You want to? I kind of say, yeah. I've, have you seen a, a recent live show? Not, not that recent. I've seen a live show. I've seen Bob Dylan play in the last five years. Okay, uh, let's do it now. It is the. It was the worst show it was ter- it was ter- I ever yeah. went to in my whole life. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I spent like seventy five dollars. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was pre-red pill. Thank God, or I would have been. I would have. I would have had a, uh, you know. But I mean, he is. I, he can't sing. I mean, he can't. He can barely he, talk. Now. Yeah, he yeah. he can't talk, and he tries to sing anyway. It sounds like a garble. You don't recognize even the song. No. Occasionally, you could feel the audience when, like, the band would play, like, the opening of a song that people knew. Yeah. Would get all like, oh, oh this is. He's no, and then no, <laughs> he starts singing it. Like, oh God. Yeah. Well, okay. So my. But question, he, he will play the harmonica bit is competent. He's good at harmonica. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. He's a yeah. bad musician. He's never. That's the thing that gets me. But he's me, a is good like, harmonica. Okay. Or good enough harmonica. Good enough. How harmonica. do you tell a you bad <laughs> harmonica player? But I enjoy when he plays the harmonica. Sure, sure. I yeah. I because like even the acoustic guitar. So so to me the the kind of like co- like the the contrast here, which like okay, granted. Oh, he's know, he's in a jazz, like way in the jazz okay, now. But like so like the band's just playing jazz. He's kind of <laughs> hanging out, saying stuff he can't understand. You cannot understand a word. Didn't understand a word that man said. I asked my dad, who's a big guy, like, like, do you think he was like drunk or on like anxiety like, no, medication? That's just how, he sounds, that's just how the man sounds. <laughs> it's the fact he's still touring is. It's insane. I mean, at least say what you will about the, like the Rolling Stones. And everyone knows it. Do it. Like, yeah, people know, and they still go to see the show. It blows my you mind. What pissed me off is six months previous, I saw James Taylor. Okay. Live. I, I've seen Fire. Sure. And I've seen yeah, Rain. no, I know. Great. Yeah, of course. He, so- he sounded he sound good, like, like the record. Yeah. He okay. sounded like the record. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, that was my, sta- like, that's your standard. <laughs> what you think of yeah. like boomer musicians who are still touring. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Mick Jagger still sounds like Mick Jagger, too. That's what I was going to say. Is it's like, and um, also, Bob Dylan's not like a very like demanding. Singer. No, it's like, yeah, right. It's, it's the stuff even that was on the recordings from the sixties. James not like Taylor a, was a heroin addict, right? <laughs> and he's he kicked yeah. it, and he's great. Bob Dylan got like one car accident. It, so, so that what I was gonna say is like the contest. Now, I'm not a huge Joni Mitchell fan, but like you, 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 you listen to like her contributions to the Last Waltz, or or you know her her album, you know Blue, or the only one that I, I've ever listened to, like basically at all. You could tell, like, okay, she's a talented musician like she she commands the guitar she you know say whatever you know i'm not it's not like my thing i don't like particularly enjoy it but she's like she she has a very beautiful voice and she can you know play the guitar really well she does interesting stuff musically and she executes it well none of the above has ever applied to bob dylan and it's it's like to the extent there's any kind of musical you know like the 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 whatever it is the the like uh the coda at the end of tangled up in blue is just an all-time great kind of little ditty he had nothing to do with that. That was all this. That was all the session musicians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was hard to know what's what. True uh, with Bob Dylan, but I will say, like, I do think a lot of the work is done to like, because obviously there is like some level of media and critics making it better than it is. But it is good. I think harmonica and acoustic guitar together will get you there. It, it, and that's a great vibe. Yes. Yeah, and. And the fact that he is at least on stage when in the back of the day doing it at the same time, right? He would do the playing the harmonica in the rack while he's. I remember the, the, and I, that is a yeah. talent. That is a difficult thing. Seeing to do. Him, I, he did play the harmonica. He couldn't. He could barely from 
yeah, he could barely sing. It wasn't even really, but the harmonica he could still do even. And this was this was more like 10, 15 years ago. So it was not probably to quite the same extent of degeneration that I can only imagine. I can only imagine how it is now. Um, yeah. So okay. So you you you. What was it? So you liked what was it after the desire? Desire. Okay. Very similar to uh, Taylor. It's like the Taylor Blue part two or three yeah i i have to tell you i i went I, okay i'll have to check that out i never really listened to desire i i tried listening to some of his like like oh mercy's like you ever heard, hurric- of, you ever heard hurricane is that from that's Des- from desire okay yeah, yeah of yeah. course i know that that but that's another shit lib kind of yeah like, which i want to talk about because right, yeah. that was one of my earliest red pills when i when i was like reassessing all this so stuff. that was from so that was from desire yeah and it's one of my earliest red pills and when i was currently kind of reassessing like things i believed about sure culture and and, and everything I like look back into this and like I had I had seen a pattern of like things I assumed that turned out to be you know not true or exaggerated and many court many court cases from oh, 1960s. Oh, no, you know what? I do I of course. And this is of course one of them where like yeah. And like he OJ'd. He, he did it. Like 100% yeah, did yeah, it. Right. Like and like they got his ass for doing it. And right. I don't know why he did it. And the whole thing the narrative is like why would a world famous professional boxer rob a bar and shoot people? Well, because he's a Negro. No, but then I watched like <laughs> yeah. my life later. It's like, wait, why are these NFL players like yeah, right. doing the <laughs> exactly, same thing? Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, it, they're just like like that. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, he like visited him in jail too. <laughs> and that is like the earliest, probably more like just profiting off this guy. <sighs> Well, maybe he believed it. I mean, I'm sure he it was also. I'm a sure prophet, he believed but it. Probably yeah. just, just you know. I'm sure. Yeah. It, no, man. in the TV, say he didn't do it, right? So, right. Like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, compared him to a Buddha figure. A boot. He called him a Buddha figure. So like, uh, Ruben sits like a uh, Buddha in a ten foot cell. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Which just like emphasize like his calm nature, and I'm sure his. Yeah. I I don't know if a boxer is in jail is not punching people. I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, to be honest. But, <laughs> um, all right. Um, other highlights. I I kind of liked Modern Times. I think it was hit and miss. Did you? Were you? Did you spend? I haven't. It, it's, I uh, listened to so. I've just finished like. The yeah, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. After Tangled Up in Blue and Desire, late seventies. Bob Dylan's born again. Yes, right. We yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, this was the and I guess about okay. You said it was twice. So there were two periods though. Is this the first one? This is the first did, period of of, okay. of being born again. Or, All right. Or vaguely, like, the second period is more fuzzy. This period is very clearly, um, which is funny because you wouldn't think he would pick like Ronald Reagan's religion, but um, <laughs> I guess you're free to choose, right? Uh, I think this is also like the end. Like this first period uh, is the end of Bob Dylan. The subversive like yes. This is when he just starts like floating on his money. For, like he, he's kind of doing whatever at this point. Um, notably, uh, because he's not a Gentile, he has no qualms about leaving his kids money. When <laughs> I saw this, he left his kids all trust funds uh, that are massive because he doesn't want them to have to work ever have to work if they don't want to. As that's his thing. Unlike Gentiles, who all are you all every Gentile celebrity is like, oh, I'm not gonna give my kid that much money. Yeah. As a as a Jew, he has no qualm giving his kids much money, which I found. That's like the only Jewish thing that kind of endured, or not, or because he. Things get things get weird after this period with what he's. Well, doing. I remember in the in the film I was talking about, I'm not there. This is uh, he's portrayed as like a kind of Christian preacher type, like like a kind of televangelist almost. Uh, is, is sort of like the vibe that they stick with with this period in his in his. It's thing. interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it was like I see. It's hard to never know with how genuine anything is. Exactly. But like I, I can see like 
especially a Jew who gets very wealthy in the 60s and 70s, like very wealthy, deciding like this Reagan thing ain't too bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. I, I, I After have the six to imagine. Day war, like, I gotta, you know, I gotta throw, you know. So I, here's my cause like. Because Jimmy Carter really didn't bail us out in the Six Day War. And, you know, <laughs> if we're gonna. We, maybe we gotta bid on a different. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, my, my thing with Dylan, and, and this goes all the way back to like. People call, I, sometimes his lyrics are described as acidic. I, I, I think they're, they're never better than when he is talking about how shitty of a person he is. Like you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to rag too too hard on the man, not because he's not a shitty person, but because he does have some insight. He does have some amount of self awareness. A better class of Jew. He's a better class of Jew. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and and so like, I could I could also see like definitely like Reagan tax stuff. You, yes, you could, if you're wealthy from all this kind of thing, like yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's in the picture. But I also can very easily see like. You know, he lived through the 60s. He was at the forefront of all this degeneracy. He's seen, you know, the 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 the, the drug addiction and the degeneracy and the, and the, you know, underage girls and all that kind of shit for decades at that point. He, you know, tried to have this marriage. It, it kind of blew up in his face. He tried a few marriages. He tried a few marriages. It blew up. They all blew up in their in, in his face. You know, I could see someone at that at a certain point in their life. You have wealth and success, but you're not happy. You're kind of miserable. You're like, man, I've done some shitty, shitty stuff, and I know a bunch of shitty people, and trying to reach out for some kind of yeah. redemption. I, I, I can. It's, it's very nat. I don't want to like say that. Oh, that's just fake. That's just a grift. Like I, I could see how someone, even if he's imperfect, even if it doesn't end up taking or or for whatever reason, you know, genetic, ethnic, whatever that you know he it it, it, it can't take to some extent. Um, nevertheless, like I, I wouldn't want to say that it's just completely because you can see it in 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 the history and in and in his you know uh, writing about himself. I, I when he writes about how shitty of a person he is, I'll tell that more in, in a second on Modern Times. Like I believe him, you know what I mean, and I can believe that he has the introspective ability to be able to to articulate that. Oh, uh, for sure. And I, I when he's doing uh, a Tangled of Tangled of Blue is like kind of this, I think one of the yeah very much of that similar kind of yeah. thing yeah so there's a funny thing we mentioned with his marriages this is just a great story in the era before cell phones he had this Italian girlfriend one of his failed many failed relationships and because there were no, like cell phones she like he she was like moved to America or moved back to Italy and then back to America and he just wasn't aware of it she hadn't like called him yet and he was like one point I think after Tangled of Blue came or uh, Blood on the Tracks came out he like uh, burned a little bit like that touring time or you know it's after the album came out he's the biggest thing in the world he goes to italy to go like find her oh no <laughs> you know, uh, yeah which is just a, a funny story yeah but before cell phones yeah, yeah exactly which is the thing, you, a thing you could really. do is you could travel to a foreign country to meet somebody <laughs> and they just yeah, right. weren't there <laughs> um yeah so he goes to this 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 uh, uh born again christian phase and uh i think people kind of just like I don't know. It's also a weird. It's also a weird time, I guess, for music. Generally, I mean, if you think about the '80s and, and new wave, like everything, everybody's doing stuff with synthesizers. Everybody has kind of moved on to a large extent from. I mean, I, he's doing gospel stuff. He's doing gospel stuff, and it, and it's a different. And it's not that great. Yeah, I've never really. He gets exposed when he does yeah. this thing where he goes to other genres. He went like when, it, when it country music before Blood on the Tracks, where he gets exposed by not being as good. Right. Because there is no like they refuse to push any other folk singer. So he became the HNC of folk music, like the guy, and that was purely because they wouldn't push anybody else, you know. Well, they liked his his politics, right? Yeah, and his and, his, and of course he's a member of the the tribe. And of course, like folk music is music for like the people they yeah. don't like, you know. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, they don't. I, I think they they want to like they'll give you Delta Blues, but they're not going to give you like right Delta Blues or you know like from the other half of the Delta because half the Delta is like still white. They don't, <laughs> you know, they're going to like the white half of the Delta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, if you if you're down there, it's not all you know. It's what it is. Like the South is like not 100 percent black. If you unless you. Ask the media. You know, the only jobs right. for white guys were policemen and DA, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but, but uh, yeah, oh, right, right. So the 80s, and, and it was just a kind of a weird. Um... Also, this when he started doing like, he had all this money. I think also, this is when he did marry his wife, who he stayed married to up until this are point, they, correct? Are they still, I don't know. Yeah, I would have to, I don't know his, like, all of the details of his uh, relationship. History. We go. This is a this is a job for Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, personal life, romantic relationships. Character. Oh, that Italian girl from uh, was a daughter of the one of the founders of the C, uh, CSA, Communists United States. You know, the Communist. Oh, party. like yeah. CPUSA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's. <laughs> I mean, all right. I, so she like Italian or like you know Italian, Italian, Italian. It's a good question. Italian. What are Italian? Yeah, Italian immigrants from the '30s are generally kind of a yeah. certain kind of fucking people, aren't they? <laughs> They all end up either Pope's or Bob Dylan's girlfriend, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so our, okay, so his last, his backup singer Carolyn Dennis married in 1986, divorced 1992. I guess that's the last. Uh, the marriage and child remained a closely guarded secret until the publication of Howard Sounds' biography down the highway in 2001. Yeah. Um, so, uh, was, I guess I'm mixing up, but I, I know he. Oh God, I hate. I love Wikipedia. I'm on the same page you are. <laughs> Dylan's a supporter of Chabad Lubavitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the Reagan thing might actually come back into play at this point. There you go. I mean, that <laughs> makes perfect sense. That's too funny. Oh, his son's a bar mitzvah. Yeah, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back in. Okay, that, that's fine. So uh, by 1984, okay, let's just read. Here's the religious belief uh, section of Wikipedia. Which, Growing up in Hibbing, Minnesota, Dylan and his family were part of the area's small, close-knit Jewish community. And in May 1954, Dylan had his bar mitzvah. Around the time of his 30th birthday in 1971, Dylan visited Israel. You called it. Of course. And <laughs> also met Rabbi Mir Kahan. I don't know. Meyer Kane. Meyer. Oh, is that? That's the, okay, fuck, that's that's the that fucking guy. guy. Okay. I was like, I don't know. That's yeah. how you spell it. Meyer Kane. Okay. Founder of the New York-based Jewish Defense League, which is like the, the terrorist organization that like literally killed people. Yeah. We're just going to move right along. I love yeah. how Wikipedia just like just doesn't even <laughs> yeah. like. Okay. I guess they link to the Jewish. So if you're really interested, you could follow that thread. Gunfights. <laughs> with your defense league and fucking and, and the american nazi part like they were like that was a wild era of the 70s where they were yeah Oof. in the late 1970s dylan converted to christianity in november 1978 guided by his friend mary alice arts dylan made contact with the vineyard school of discipleship vineyard path this one of these mega churches isn't it i think that's like some kind well, it's of it's in california yeah, but it's some weird thing. It's, it's yeah, charismatic renewal and and evangel neo charismatic evangelicals. This is that's very Reagan-y. Yeah, California evangelical new stuff. Yeah. Vineyard pastor Ken Gullickson has recalled, quote, Larry Myers and Paul Edmund went over to Bob's house and ministered to him. He responded by saying, yes, he did, in fact, want Christ in his life. And he prayed that day and received the Lord. From January to March 1979, Dylan attended the Vineyard Bible study classes in Reseda, California. 
1984, Dylan was distancing himself from the, quote, born-again label. He he told Kurt Loder of Rolling Stone, quote, I've never said I'm born again. That's just a media term. I don't think I've been an agnostic. I've always thought there was a superior power, that this is not the real world, and that there's a world to come, end quote. Didn't he say something about Satan, though, at one point, too? Am I, like, hallucinating Oh, in songs, he'll do biblical stuff all day. It's hard to tell what's real. Biblical stuff, yeah, but, but didn't he say, like, I pray to Satan or something. I'm mean, I I just be making not, that up. I'll have to. I could be wrong. I I know there was like you know so, Sammy Davis Jr. did the you know telling Jerry and Seinfeld. It's funny like, when he says, "Oh, I you know." Uh, but in 1989 and 91, the next thing is support Chad Lubavitch appeared in a Chabad Lubavitch telethon to raise money for Chabad Lubavitch. But uh, yeah, here's the thing with he t- in 1997 he told David Gates of Newsweek. Here's the thing with me and the religious thing. This is the flat-out truth. I find the religiosity and the philosophy in the music. It's such a dumb midwit thing to say. No, like, but like the best part is that the next part is, I don't hear the rabbis, preachers, or evangelists. Next paragraph, Chabad Lubavitch fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, yeah, exactly. quote, I don't, I don't find it anywhere else. Song like, let me rest on a peaceful mountain, or I saw the light. That's my religion. I don't adhere to rabbis, preachers, evangelists, all of that. I've learned more from the songs than I've learned from any of this kind of entity. The songs are my lexicon. I believe the songs. And then next, literally next sentence, Dylan has supported the Chabad Lubavitch <laughs> movement. I'm going to do the Chabad. It's Chabad. So he's a Chabad guy. He's a Chabad guy. Yes. Yeah. Bob Dylan, Chabad guy. Yeah. Um, but this is where we get into how true it might have been because as a Chabad guy, you wouldn't assume he'd have a Christmas album in 2009. <laughs> so this is like or you maybe you would because christmas is just what what are the songs in the album is all santa claus shit are there any like actual you know christmas I, christian that's a, good, that's a very good question right uh let's see what the i love the i love uh, you guys liking the the on the fly yeah. show prep this is it's all right we did sort of a little anyway well, there's so much bob no weird stuff you got to fall on like wikipedia holes to find indeed what 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 was it? Two thousand seven, you said 2009. was nine. Two thousand nine, Christmas in the heart. Christmas in the heart. I want to see this the song track listing on this. Here comes Santa Claus. Do you hear what I hear? Okay, do you hear what I hear? Is yeah. actually kind of religious. Winter Wonderland. Hark the Herald Angels sing. All right, no, so he does have some good religion. Good for Bob Dylan. Good for Bob Dylan. Yeah. to actually have some actual like religious Christmas, you, yeah. Christmas music. First Noel, Little yeah, Town of he, Bethlehem. Yeah, that's all right. He's doing it. Uh, it's not a. I mean, it's a Christmas album. It's what it is. Sure, whatever. I, it's not. I listen to it because it was like the new Bob so Bob Dylan released a lot of trash yes ever since like 1991 I think he's been releasing everything he ever does yeah uh, they had I haven't heard it but I know they, he, I, I learned the other day that he has like was it more blood more tracks like a bunch of outtakes and, and oh yeah, yeah everything yeah. Oh, he's, he's basically doing like the old rocker thing where you just put on yeah, all, the, right. all the all the stuff he didn't use which is fine yeah, that's part of the group but this is like this was like different music and the funny thing with that gospel thing we talk about being kind of legit is he still plays like the gospel BS too. Like yeah. he got real into jazz, but also like he'll just do a gospel song, which is probably the best part of the show because it's like six black ladies doing it, not him. Right. You know, <laughs> um, it's uh, great. It was actually, you know, yeah. music a little musicality there that, that he just can't, he's not capable yeah, of anymore. I, yes. Or maybe was never capable of it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, one of those I mentioned was was uh, Modern Times, which I actually do kind of like, um, especially, what was it, the, 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 I was saying the last, the last this was 2006? Uh, yeah, 2006, and, and the last track, Ain't Talking, which uh, this, like, it, the first time I, 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 listened, I was re-listening to it recently, um, like, post-Red Pill, obviously, and it just made me think of um, the Book of Esther. So uh, here's the here's the first two Oh, just read the first two uh, uh, verses here. Or uh, no, sorry, the second and the 
what is this? The second and the third. Yeah. They say prayer has the power to help. So pray for me, mother in the human heart and evil spirit can dwell. I'm trying to love my neighbor and do good unto others, but Oh mother, things aren't going well. Ain't talking, just walking. I'll burn that bridge before you cross heart burning, still yearning. There'll be no mercy for you once you've lost. Now I'm all worn down by weeping. My hearts are filled with tears. My lips are dry. If I catch my opponents ever sleeping, I'll just slaughter them where they lie. Like, admission against interest i believe you no that's like that's like like also like a like a trip to jewish ethics like that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, that's like a book of esther chabad yeah 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 yeah, for sure and chabad chabad's obsessed with esther as a oh i didn't know that no they're big fans uh, they call like jared kushner was like an esther figure oh my god i'm not that's not even like (laughs) i mean i I mean he was so i guess that you know yes they're not wrong holy crap i didn't know that Um, but no, that's what I'm saying is like, and, and the song, if you listen to it, I, um, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to get in any kind of copyright trouble. Yeah, anything, no, we're not even going to, we're not going to do, gonna gonna do that. Man, it's still alive and his lawyers are, I'm sure, excellent. But, uh, can, you imagine, can you imagine a better lawyer than Bob Dylan's, like any, like <laughs> from Zig Blatt and Bernstein and, like a 60s, and 60s lawyer, 60s yeah. rockers have the best lawyers in the world yeah. for like, and then he's Bob Dylan. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but if you listen to the song, like it's it's very moody, very well you know orchestrated, and and it's it's one of the few you know and but yeah even on the and 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 generally like the music the backing bands that he has are really good, which always which is what prompted that question I was asking earlier about like how much of it has he ever really been musically responsible for? Like yes, I have seen him with my own eyes play the harmonica, in fact quite well for whatever value you know, but it works. Um, the guitar and, and and to say nothing of anything else. Like, I mean, you know, maybe a few notes on the keyboard, but he's not doing the cool keyboard riffs either. So, I don't know. Um, his uh, his painting is actually quite good. His painting? It's not bad. Like, better than George Bush? Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. I have to see that, too. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and the gallery. It's in all the galleries. And then and then he's doing... But he's doing this this uh, this this thing, too, as you said. It's like, just now, he just kind of... It's just like endless waves of yeah. shit. Yeah, and that's what the the Christmas thing was like a break in that. So my parents got very excited and bought it for us. It's like, oh, this is like <laughs> decent. I was thinking, I was in the iTunes era where buying an album was much less of an investment. Than right, right. It's like six. It was eight ninety nine. you know. <laughs> uh, did they buy you like a physical copy? Or? No, no, they bought it for like their first gen iPod. Played it for oh, them. okay, wow. So they had, it, was, it was a nine, so. Interesting. Yeah, so he's had released. It's not that good. I mean, it's decent, but it's like, we just played like, I'd rather listen to the actual like choir for right Noel. of course so you yeah, listen to it like, twice you're like okay well yeah yeah exactly and then yeah. and then you don't need to write um you know oh, this is a totally random thing but it, it came up on on i think it was either itunes or spotify uh, a couple christmases back and michael buble has like i'm not like into again i'm not into that kind of music at all like the adult contemporary whatever but his christmas album is actually really good um and he has some of the religious stuff too right. it's it's quite nice yeah, yeah i think christmas albums the the what makes a christmas album good is being able to sing well well and and he can't he does no, you know and yeah. and so yeah um but yeah bob dylan has had releases what is it since uh, oh my god love and theft i remember when love and theft came out in 2001 and and people were like oh it's the return to form we're like this sucks like it was so bad uh actually let me take a take a second out to read so you took, that was like that was like maybe the good side of bob dylan's lyrics or or the um the uh the oh we don't have um uh of of like you know his his sort of ability to you know be honest and and sort of um uh how to say so love and theft 2001 that's like a larry silverstein joint or 
What, what do you mean? They don't have the Twin Towers. Oh, God. Well, that was the thing. Okay, so so here we go. So here's here's some of the, what is this? Tweedledum and Tweedle. This is from the first, this is the first words in the album. This is the Tweedledum and Tweedledee. They're throwing knives into the tree. Two big bags of dead man's bones. Got their noses to the grindstone. Living in the land of Nod. Trusting their fate to the hands of God. They pass by so silently. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. It just goes on. There was something about olive oil. It sounds about Is it? I thought it was about George W. Bush. I was thinking third world Nah, I think it's well, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, well, was it pre nine eleven or post nine eleven? Uh, the the well, the, oh, it's it's Bush and Gore. Okay, that's what I'm what saying. It's Bush and it's yeah, exactly. It's like it's he's doing a politics, like in the dumbest way. Yeah, well, you know they're both dumb. Both sides are wrong. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, it like, or the 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 shit sandwich and the giant douche from from South Park. Yeah, yeah really cutting. Cutting, cutting, like commentary. Very. Oh yeah, right. Yes, incisive. incisive yeah. Yes, yes. It's just dumb, and it's just full of these like nonsensical. Um, like I remember, and I, I was, you know, when I, I mean, was that's going, what. Like, also, that's like very true to the civil rights movement. Like that's kind of like yeah, that's the level of the yes. their commentary, like such as it was, wasn't that deep. Uh, outside of like a couple speeches, like uh, written speeches for Martin Luther King, like usually it's all like both parties are they <laughs> they want to keep you down. It's like right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes, but. Also, no, like very much no, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's just bad, and and a lot of it was just. I mean, it's just it was, so much of this was just bad, and 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 I don't know. It's um, who was it? Was uh, who was it? This uh, who was that Jew writing for? The, you know, I don't know. This is really gonna narrow it down. There was there was Damon Linker. Damon Linker. I remember who like, he's another one. He's another Jew who converted to Christianity, and then like unconverted. <laughs> you know this. No, no, no. Yeah, Damon Damon Linker was was a um I believe he converted to either I think it's a Catholicism and then uh but then he was always like critical of um uh the church essentially and and he was always he did this thing about the theocrats and uh the the, the, the this book about you know how bad like this was like remember when like Christian right wing nat conservatives were, were like the big enemy yeah, under George W. Bush like the two thousand early two thousand era thing and and now of course he and then it was like I guess Trump he had a um a uh, a thing about how he like uh basically like seeing the rise of of white nationalism made him realize that he was actually Jewish after all. <laughs> Like oh okay interesting yeah um as you know as as one does but anyway he had a piece um in uh, like a little while ago uh talking about how like rock and roll is basically just a young man's game and and um I guess he's a boomer who or a boom spiritual boomer who who uh likes what he calls classic rock and was noting how basically yeah all of the he goes through the list of what is it the Rolling Stones the Who Elton John Billy Joel REM Paul McCartney Bob Dylan David Bowie Bruce Springsteen and just says like yeah all their output has been garbage with a partial exception of David Bowie who did actually put some pretty good stuff out like not long before he died um, oh yeah he's had a long career too he's he like, had a really long career oh there were he had a he had a definite downturn in like the you know late seventies into through the nineties. But then in his uh, his most recent work right before he died in 2016 was actually not bad, um, so yeah. Anyway, but but uh, 
he was just talking about how, yeah, Bob Dylan and just kind of, what does he said? There are interesting songs sprinkled across the half dozen or so albums he's released since 1997, but it'd be foolish to compare their quality to the string of enduring masterpieces, enduring masterpiece, I don't know, from 1962 to 1966 or to Blood on the Tracks. Also, there are a lot more than six albums. I think he's yeah, counting. Now it's like, yeah, exactly. There's like, I... Like Wikipedia, I don't think Wikipedia page even. I looked at like, even has them all. Like they'll reference them other places, but they they make a line. What is a Bob yeah. Dylan album? Right. And what is just like we found an old master of X Y Z. You know, oh he this is a recording that was cut from this album, but later put in this album. But we release it as a cut from album one. Thing. Like it's it's just. I mean, it's the same thing that like uh, every you know. There's a million of these. Uh, what is it? Uh, what do you call them? Uh, like the Rolling Stones re-releases of like oh yeah right and then yeah the deluxe version with the extra whatever and it's like one yeah I remember when uh, uh, when they, they did a similar it was like long after Kurt Cobain had died they did something with Nirvana they had like the, the box they had the box with like a couple tracks that had never actually been released and it's like new Nirvana so we would do like Tupac jokes um, yeah yeah the music industry is just absolute garbage i mean maybe maybe that's maybe the ultimately the kind of the most interesting because i think we're kind of wrapping well, up also the story about doing it's kind of like the, the the golden age of the power of the industry that's exactly what and then yeah. the music industry lost power and bob dylan lost all, ran out of gas for sure and and well it, yes and and but the also as part of that or or just another way of looking at the same phenomenon maybe is uh because you had this, you had, you know, up until the era of that, that that early 60s folk, you know, maybe a little bit before, but not too much before. Essentially, music was all like all the Motown shit, like that's all session musicians under contract with big recording companies that owned every aspect of the production and distribution and, and, and mostly the composition as well. Uh, then you had this era for a while of independent artists who were just kind of doing their own thing and finding some amount of success and building the, 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 the industry and the kind of the, the public's engagement with it around the personalities of these individuals and bands. Yeah. Right. I think the biggest fight that people know about is probably the CCR versus Fogarty fight. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which sure. I think we've mentioned we, before yeah, in the yeah, program, but, but yeah, the, the TLDR is, is exactly like the like Creedence Clearwater Revival was essentially owned by the recording company, John Fogarty wrote all the songs, performed all the songs, but you know, when he left the contract, the um, the record company believed that all the material was theirs, and so when he was performing it and re-recording some of the stuff under his own name, they're like, "Well, you are plagiarizing." But what was the what was the, the claim essentially was that he was plagiarizing himself, which is funny because that is academically a thing. You would think, yeah, exactly. Of course, yeah, you, yeah. You, without the, the on paper, but uh, they law fort- fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. It doesn't really matter i guess either way but um yeah he he won don fogarty the man won the fight against the recording company and uh and and that brought to, to set a, precedent set, yeah exactly yeah. that like you can't plagiarize yourself in this particular kind of way and and that artists do own their own output um more so than than had previously been the case and that's when you see this 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 real rise of um i wouldn't say independent because like indie music is a completely different thing. They're not owned by yeah, Sony. Yeah, they, and, and I think the more it's not even just that. It's like the way that the public, the music consuming public. Well, it's not band based. It's persona based, not band based. Like yeah. even like uh, it's rare, rare anymore. You'll see an artist that isn't just like somebody and some and like the band. Right. You know. Well, and and even now the the, the interesting thing though to me is like even like now I mean I don't pay attention to I mean it's just all garbage. Well, you, well also there are some the problem is bands that don't do it suffer. 
Like, can you yeah. name one of the kings of Leon? No, I can't. I, I absolutely no idea. Right. So, and, exactly. I can't even. I mean, all the even the. I know. I know Death Cab for Cutie. I know Death Cab for Cutie guy, but I don't even remember what his name is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, um, so so, uh, but now it's like the, what is this? Like Billie Eilish? I guess she. I don't even know. But but all these people are also like. I mean, that's all very corporate too, and all you know. Taylor, yeah, but they Swift and all this kind. But of But they can move companies at the very least, right? Like Taylor Swift can change from what's was it Columbia to Sony or vice versa? Something or, like that. So I don't know, Sony was all this yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, who cares? But uh yeah, it's just and, and so but the, the career, as you say, of Bob Dylan really I think kinda illustrates this this movement and then from kind of, you know, breaking out of that mold, um that in that that mold for the industry, then into a different kind of space where now you know the the what you're consuming when you're consuming bob dylan product is the identity of bob dylan more so than than anything else um until now where it's like kind of back into this thing where you know you have these uh slick teams of producers who are doing all of the you know composition and 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 recording and you're you know the the person that they put like I think Beyonce doesn't write her own music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, just, it's a bunch of Swedes, right? You write all everything now, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's a couple. There's a couple groups. I know that the was the Neptunes was is another one for the for the hip hop stuff. And and there's a couple of you know if you, people who know like know you know that with the actual. But there's only a couple of them. There's like you know two or three teams that do all of this shit that you hear on the radio. Um, and that's just how it be. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I don't well, know. it is more fun than the corporate controlled era because I mean, if it still was like that, it would be worse. But you can see like these guys kind of implode, like <laughs> they they freak out or change companies or try to go independent. It's, it's it never works well for them. No. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So so that I think that'll probably do it. I don't know if you have. Do you have any like closing thoughts on Robert Zimmerman? Um. Robert Allen Zimmerman. I just think I think we'll come back to our opening point that like he's a better class of subversive. We're not going to get one like him. And I think also part of that the reason that he's not doing it, he's just exhausted. Like I think he kind of just quit after the nineties and kind of just floats around on his money and yeah. performs terrible shows. Yeah. Uh, one of the Wikipedia or the, if you go on the, the tour or the Wikipedia or somebody, it was like he performs much more than like the average like sixties <laughs> star will come back like once every few years do a couple shows and leave. He they call it the never ending tour where he's always touring, but it's just the lowest effort thing that I'm, I fail to be impressed. Well, the, it's not even just that. It's like I have to imagine. But again, put yourself in his shoes. Like he's this kind of miserable Jew who made all this money, but could never really find any kind of lasting happiness. Like God only imagines you. I mean, what? What? Can you imagine like what his relationship with his children is like? Like okay, again, he gave them all this money. I'm sure they're grateful, but like they're all bummets. But... <laughs> <laughs> right so like you know it's just i mean you have this like absentee dad like he i'm sure he doesn't he doesn't have a home to be at you know what i yeah. mean like you can't go back to duluth for sure right exactly you don't want him there you yeah. know and 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 so it's like kind of like well, what is he gonna do oh whatever he'll just tour and he has and it's funny because you know, he's ugly enough to be recognizable like he's he's so yeah, decrepit you yeah, wouldn't yeah, know you, wouldn't you know just, that it was bob you just buy a house you think oh that's yeah. that's just slow me it's like you know, whatever <laughs> right. you know, it's fine yeah well, I'm sure, he, not even just. I mean, he could have one of these giant. I, I'm sure he does, like on paper, own some sprawling mansion in Beverly Hills or whatever. But like, who, you know, what's that gonna do? Is, okay, I'm gonna be in this giant empty house by myself. Yeah. And me and all my money and all my platinum records. Like, it just sounds miserable. Yeah. Like, it's know? funny. Like, Bob Dylan is alive, and it's funny because of what he's doing right now, just being the, the worst musician alive. <laughs> but 
Like if you told me he died 15 years ago, I'd, I'd believe I'd, you. I'd believe right. you. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, we they had a yeah, you yeah. absolutely. So don't be like Bob Dylan. Don't be like Robert Zimmerman. You know, and if you have a conversion experience, oh, also I realized our, our 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 culture terror like move is we like a thing. You get red pilled. You don't like it, <laughs> but you're like no, then you, but then you want to re-listen to it, <laughs> right? So you uh, we do an episode. We'll, we'll rewatch the album or rewatch yeah. the show, and then we'll do an episode. So it's, yeah, that's our process. I like it pretty much. I mean, which is which is cool. Yeah, to me too. Yeah, uh, you know, revisiting stuff that you. Um, yeah, I remember liking uh, what was it? I think Desolation Row is a lot as a as a as a kid as an and and now I'm like oh my god this just is gar it just doesn't make any sense it's like T S Eliot and Ezra Pound and I'm like Ezra Pound would have some words for you boy <laughs> <laughs> anyway take care everybody.
Tom. Girls are dumb.